Welcome to Behind the Tools. Here's Tradeify CEO and your host, Michael Steckler. Hi everyone, welcome to our first episode of 2022 to Behind the Tools. Um, season two kickoff, I guess we'd call this. Delighted this week to have Jesse and Logan from Trade Collective. Welcome to the show. Um, and it's our first one in a proper studio, which is quite nice. Right, cheers well. for having us, what an yeah. honour. No, yeah. it's great to have you. Um, Maybe to start, it might be worth you just introducing what tra- who Trade Collective are, what they do. Um, and to our listeners, we have quite a few people in the UK and Australia. Um, Trade Collective are based, Jesse and Logan are both based in New Zealand. We're here in New Zealand right now in the studio in Auckland. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear about Trade Collective and why you set it up and what it does. Yeah, so Trade Collective came about, uh, Logan and I were on a trip um, in Taupo. We were on our way home and we were sort of thinking, how can we give back? We both qualified plumbers Uh, we've both traveled the world done some pretty amazing things with our lives and we were thinking how can we give back to the next generation how can we try and inspire and educate kids into getting a trade we want to change that stigma around tradies so we came up with this concept uh the trade tour uh where logan and i uh, we go into into school. School assemblies are sort of four to five hundred kids, and we do a presentation on on how we got into the trade, why we got into the trade, the money you can make, um, or you know all the ins and outs of life on the tools, really. Um, and it's sort of just growing into a bigger and bigger and bigger beast. Um, and yeah, we're really proud of what we've achieved and where we've come. And um, I think we're we're really we're really on the right track. Cool, great. And um, maybe going back a step, what? What got you into the trades? You were both qualified plumbers. You were plumbers for, for many years. You know, what initially attracted you to being in the trades? Uh, for me, it was basically got sat down in my deputy principal's office. Uh, she said, mate, you should probably look to do something else. Um, so then I just literally, it was my ticket out of school. My old man went home, told my man, and he said, sweet, um, just get get a trade, get something behind you, and then you can leave school. So that was my ticket out of tr- out of school. So I just fell into a plumbing apprenticeship by default almost, but... Um, that was another big reason why we wanted to, to start the trade tour and give those students, um, you know, th- that insight that you can leave school, you're not a dropout, you're not going to yeah. be a, a dumbass if you go and do a trade, so you actually live a bloody good life. Yeah. Yeah, it's same for you. My seems pretty much bang on that. I got kicked out of school at 15, um, wanted to go to America to be a professional wakeboarder, and my dad said, whoa, 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 I think you should get a trade. My dad's a sparky. Um, so dad pretty much just threw me on the tools uh, with one of his friends. His plumber friend offered me a job, yeah. um, and I never looked back. And it was great, you know. Got my um, got qualified in sort of four or five years, and then I shot off to America, you know, twenty one, um, twenty two, and was you know had money in my pocket to do all the things that I would have done, you know, wouldn't have been able to do had I not have had a trade, you know. Yeah. And did you have a crack at the wakeboarding? Oh, by that stage it was game over for me. <laughs> but I, one of my, my, all my best friends were on the pro tour, so I'd go out and hang out yeah. and we'd do coaching and we'd travel around America. So I got to live that that lifestyle nice. with them. Um, and to be honest, had more money than all of them because they, you know, I mean, in any action sports, the top sort of four or five percent make ninety percent of the money. And if you're not at the yeah. very top of the game. You're kind of struggling. So it was nice to be able to go over there with money and just hang out, wakeboard. Yeah. Um, you know, I ended up getting my skydive license, started jumping out of helicopters and hot air balloons, and it was the absolute dream. And I'd come home, work for six months, seven months, and then go back again. Wow, amazing. And um, I'd like to sort of go back to the, your sort of earlier comments because that seems to be a common theme across the world. I hear a lot from tradespeople is like, hey, I got into this because I was told I wasn't academic. And this word academic is a sort of seems to sometimes measure a level of intelligence, which is obviously not not the case, right? Some people want to study and some people just don't want to do that or want to do other things that, um, you know, being an electrician, a plumber is very academic. There's lots of things you need to be able to do that are very technical. Um, do you think that's still the case today? Do you think it's changed? 
Uh, I think there's there's still a little bit of that stigma at school, but um, you know, the students that are more academic or you know they're good with numbers, plus good with their hands, that's when they're going to really excel as a tradie. Yeah. Um, you know, you're qualified before you you know four or five years. You're qualified. You you know the, the ones that are going to take that risk will be out, jump out on their own, get two three guys working for them. So you know, by the time they're 25, 26, they're earning some pretty life changing sort of cash. Yeah. Um, and they carry on with that path. So that's sort of what we're trying to change as well. You know, you can. Be academic, and you don't have to be a doctor. You can be a successful tradesman, yeah. tradesman yeah. or tradeswoman. Yeah, but I also think the money speaks for itself too. Sometimes um, Logan and I both had this. We were both embarrassed to tell people that we were plumbers when we were when we were doing our apprenticeship, and even even afterwards when we were qualified. You know, you'd be at the bar and a girl would ask, "Oh, what what do you do?" And I was kind of like, "Oh, a bit embarrassed to say I was a plumber." Um, now I'm I don't tell people I do any of the the, the influencer stuff. It was it's just always I'm a plumber, and it's wow, you must you must do it right then. Yeah. So that this it is changing one hundred percent, changing. So it's really changed, and and. There's a conversation on the way from Taupo. What what sort of ignited that? What made you suddenly say? And had you are you still in the trade at that point? Still running your businesses? Yeah. So I just came back from overseas. Um, so obviously I went over qualified when I was uh, yeah just before my 21st birthday. I worked a couple of years and then I went uh, played a season of footy over in the UK, just northeast um, in Bury St Edmunds. And then you basically lived lived the dream over there, still on the tools, traveling around Europe, having the time of my life. Um, and then I got a bit of a, had a video that went viral at the time, yeah. so it sort of kicked me into this, um, having a bit of a social media presence and that yeah. sort of thing, and then that's how me and Jesse sort of crossed paths. Um, so we ended, up, we ended up going on this trip together, and it was like, man, how can we give what we know and the lifestyle that we love to you know to the next generation and tell them that, that they can live like us? And so that's kind of how it was born, eh? Mm. And do you think that next generation, do you think part of that story has been the social side of things? I've definitely seen a shift in the trades from people being more, younger people certainly being more engaged on Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, um, social, social. TikTok now, you know, with, with trades, influencers. Yeah, you know, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, social media has been a huge sort of shift in that perspective as well, which is, you know, you can get that insight of a day-to-day life uh, by following some tradies and, yeah. um, you know, women in trades are a big, big focus yeah. for us in 2022, so... We're about to bring on uh, Pauline. She's a qualified Sparky, and um, her day-to-day sort of rundown on Instagram is pretty amazing, and she's doing some really cool stuff for females in trade. So you get a really good insight on socials, yeah. and it's uh, definitely making a positive change. And have you seen a shift on that? I saw that you, you covered that a lot. We've talked to people in the UK. There's quite a big network, and actually I'm starting to see some global crossover for people trying to push the same agendas. Have you seen a shift in, in the number of people 100%. getting into trades that, that are women versus where it was? Absolutely, yeah. I've well, I, And I don't know if that's just to do with social media and we're seeing it more, but I feel like there are more females on the trades than, than ever. Like when I was doing my apprenticeship, I don't know if I ever crossed paths with a, a female on site and now it sort of seems to be um, they're everywhere, which is just fantastic, you know? Really cool. And they add such an asset to a company, you know? Like, it's a whole new way of thinking. Yeah, yeah well, um, especially if, if you've got a, lo- a house, a, a wife or a woman who doesn't necessarily want a male to come around to her house or she's alone, awesome. Female can go around there and make yeah. it feel more. Just all sorts of different aspects around it, and I think it's just wicked to have more females. In and it. sort of trade collective, talk me through a, is, if there's an average day. Like, when you engage a school, how does that, how does that look? Are schools sort of approaching you? Do you, do you approach schools? Uh, yeah, initially um, we were reaching out, so this will be 2022, will be our fifth year on the road. Yep. So we've been to around 70 um, schools around the country now, right the way from mid top of, top of the North Island down to the bottom of the South. Um, so initially we were reaching out sort of to schools and it was kind of like, oh, you know, we're here to talk about trades or can we speak to your students? And they'd be like, oh, here's, here's the kids that, you know, here's the dropouts. Here's the all the, kids, yeah, yeah, the kids that are already in hard tech, you know, that right. are going to already be tradies. And 
so that's definitely sorted to shift the more that we've done it um, yeah. and the more the word gets out and the more the positive change that, you know, gets spoken around in the circles and schools. So um, it's got to the point now where we're literally having to turn down schools um, and we're speaking, you know, in senior assemblies, four, 500 students. And um, it's been really a powerful shift. And to be honest, we're getting um, teachers wanting us to come back every year. And, you know, so there's only, we can only get and to the, so many schools. And the positive messages from the students are unbelievable too. Like our Instagram is full of, you know, students saying, thank you so much. I was lost and, and now I'm found or, or, you know, you've really pointed me in the right direction. Or I was really unsure what I wanted yeah. to do, but now I want to be a tradie, you know? So that's, that's really awesome for us too. It's such a feel good moment when you, you take a kid from never thought about being a tradie to right. I'm leaving school next year to be a tradie. It's like, wow, that's really, we that's did amazing. That. They're, we pretty, did that. they're pretty big numbers. If you've done that many schools and you're yeah. seeing sort of four or 500 kids. Yeah, we'll oh, start, we'll start seeing these apprentices qualified soon. for yeah. Our yeah. First tour. Yeah. One, of, one of the probably most powerful moments of, um, of the tour, to date, we had uh, we're speaking at Hamilton Boys High, which is one of the most probably prestigious boys college um, in New Zealand, and he stood up and said, "If he had his time over again, he'd do a trade," which was pretty awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, you think when you're a young fella looking at like the headmaster, um, you know, and, and him saying that is pretty pretty powerful. So it was really awesome. And what's the what's the message that gets kids excited? What's the you know? I think we just show them the flexibility and, and the the dream you know trades are so flexible it's not a nine to five office job yeah. you know you can start at seven knock the job out by two o'clock and the boss is like hey look we're done for the day let's go home or you know once you're qualified you can pick and choose jobs especially builders might you know take two months off before picking up the next project or yeah. it's the flexibility of trades you know and that doesn't come as an apprentice you don't get a say but once you're qualified then it's the flexibility is so awesome and you know the traveling around the world to earn while you learn no student loan um, it's just a no-brainer for, for most of the kids. So your, your sort of the lifestyle that you've both managed to build, do you think has been a kind of really big aspirational draw, do you think, to those, to that, to those people? Oh, I, I guess when we're speaking to them, you know, we've got photos and videos and a yeah. like, bit of a highlight reel of like actually us, you know, walking the talk, you know, we're out there living it and, and doing some pretty cool stuff. So they see that firsthand, you know, we're, we're both sort of early 30s, so, you know, it's in, we're within arms reach of them. Um, yep. You know, you're not. We're not like an old sort of sixty-year-old. You know, on his last legs, plumber, and he can barely walk. And you know, so we're we're in arms reach of them. And they can relate right. to that. So, yeah. but we also preach too. You know, you don't have to follow in our footsteps. Like we obviously got qualified, went straight off and travelled. Whereas you know, these guys might want to get qualified, buy their own house, start their own business, and we show them that path as well. And it looks, you know, for an apprentice to own his own house, it's almost. The only way to do it now. I don't know how you'd go to university, take up a student loan, start at the bottom of a company. You know, you're 35, 40 by the time you're even getting a sniff in these days, you know? Right, right. And and you sort of touched on, use the phrase sort of hard tech. And I've got teenagers at school and, you know, one of them did hard tech recently. And that's that seems like a shift as well that's happened over the last Well, they've got gate, Gateway now, which is really cool. Gateway... Um, is a program where students get to dip their toes in trades. Uh, so one day a week, um, they will go out with a local tradie, you know, whether it's a sparky builder, yeah. a roofer, whatever, and they'll get to do one day a week. And, you know, they might do that for two or three weeks and go, oh, cool, that's awesome. Well, let's jump on the tools yeah. with an electrician now. And they can dip their toes in it. Um, and I think it's a really cool program, which is awesome. Because you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd worked with Dad on the tools as a Sparky, um, and the only reason I didn't do an electrical apprenticeship is because we didn't get on that well. Um, <laughs> and he found me a plumbing one, and so it was Logan. We kind of just fell yeah. into it. So yeah. to be able to have dipped our toes in them all, I would have, you know, who knows if I would have still been a plumber. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a great. That, that's a great. Is, is there anything else? I'm quite intrigued as to what else you think. You know, short of the work that, that you're doing, is there anything else you feel that should be done at school level? Um, 
to encourage more people to take up apprenticeships because there is still this, you know, and everywhere in the world is the same, right? There's a mass shortage of people that are qualified. There is this, um, I've talked about this on the podcast a few times, this sort of perceived brain drain of older tradespeople that are starting to age out of the industry and, you know, they aren't necessarily got the backfill of people with the experience to follow them through. Do you see that as a, as a problem? Yeah, I think tradies need to start taking on apprentices. That's a big thing that we're sort of trying to, and it'll probably be our next move, um, don't know whether they're scared or what the what the issue is, but just trying to get um, employers to take on an apprentice is, you know, I mean, a lot of them do, obviously, but yeah. just to get on, get more and more on. Mm. I mean, I won't go out on the tools unless I have an apprentice with me. I hate working alone. I hate, you know, trying to hold the tape here or hop, lift a bit of pipe up or, you know, screw something. Like, on your own, it sucks. And uh, some of these old boys are hardy old school. They don't like working with anyone else. It's like, get an apprentice, make your life easier. You're giving back, and yeah. then he can take that knowledge, and then, you know, it just passes on. And is there a, one of the common misperceptions, or say misperceptions, that probably is sometimes in truth, but one of the things that puts it, smaller trades companies off is the level of training required and, you know, this this perceived notion of I've got someone that's not qualified, they don't know what they're doing, it takes me more time to, you know, try and get them up to speed whilst doing the job. What, what do you generally say to those trades companies that, that say that? Well, I guess, you know, it's, it is that graph for the first, you know, six nine months but you know that they end up being an asset when you know you're still charging them out at 25 bucks an hour yeah. and you know you're paying them their wage so you're still making that and then you know you're saving your time by running back and forth to the you know the van and back and it just yeah. having two people that extra pair of hands it's going to become a valuable asset on on site for sure yeah and giving back as well you know we're all, we're schemes, all green I we're all there schemes with the government or they might be just running out this year wouldn't they where mm. they were actually giving um, they were almost paying for half the apprenticeship yeah. because they were just, we needed that many more apprentices. I mean, that's one thing. If the government is listening, they could pay us more or get, pay us something to go on the road. I mean, this is all funded by sponsors like yourselves and, and the other you know um, sponsors that we work with. So there's no government funding. You know, Logan and I um, do this off, the, off our own bat. Um, and I think with a bit of government funding, we'd probably be able to go a little further. Yeah, because there's a huge economy, right, that uh, underpins this, and it's the same huge. in worldwide. When I look at the the level of work and demand, and then the level of people that are there to, to do that, just doesn't just isn't there at the moment. I uh, think um, also going back to in schools, that that sort of changes. You know, a lot of the schools are based on the, uh, university entrance, yeah, so yeah. that's where it's heavily pushed, and that's you know what this school gets perceived as. And you know, we've got seventy nine percent of students that have gone to university. Whereas, you know, it, sh it shouldn't be that way, yeah. you know, like especially in New Zealand as well, the, the housing shortage and the demand of construction workers that we need. You just um, have to look outside your window anywhere in New Zealand right now and you're going to see a building going up, whether it's, you know, a 20-storey building or a house that's been built, you know, bowled down to put up six townhouses, you know. It's yeah. just booming. Yeah, yeah. It, there is a massive boom. And, and clearly, um, you know, I don't have how much of an impact. Well, I know COVID's had a huge impact, right, in terms of getting people into the country to work and all those things. And supply and demand and, and of materials. Has that has an impact, do you think, on how, on how students think about their career choices? Because one of the I've reflected on in the last couple of years is that trades um, is one of those sort of careers which I think is has more longevity and security when at times yeah, like well, this. For me, for me, COVID, I was sort of doing more of the sponsorship influencer stuff um, and then COVID hit and, and all my sponsorship was just bang, stopped. I didn't make a single dollar and I th was freaking out. Then I went, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm a qualified plumber. I put my tools in my ute and I had work the next day. Yeah. And I was just like, spent in 55 bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 75, 80 when yeah. I was on my own. But yeah, contracting for 55 bucks or on my own for 85, 90, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's, it was great. It was such a relief. I honestly, I had a moment where I was of anxiety and I was going, oh my God. And then I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, I've got the greatest trade in the world. I've got a fallback. This is foolproof, and it worked. 
and, and, it's not, your, and it's on your terms. You know, we're trying to say to these kids as well, it's not forever. You know, plumbing was never a forever thing for me, and I think Logan was the same. It was always a means to an end, and we've found our out, you know, and, and what we're doing now, which is cool, but I'm still on the tools. I will always have it, and it's never going to go anywhere. So it's really cool. And how do you, um, just on that, how do you keep up to speed? I mean, things are changing a lot, um, you know, regulations, changing technology. Do you... What do you I'm do? On the tool, I'm on the tools a little bit more than Logs. Logs have sort of stepped off the last three years, but I'm still oh, 40, 30, 40% of the year still on the tools, so I can yeah. just keep up with speed. Keep with up with speed. Obviously, yeah, there's obviously the you know, yearly you have to do your, your um, plumbing registration, yeah. re, re, get yep. all that renewed, and yeah. um, you know, there's those, those the CBD things you have to do to keep up your points and that. So yeah. obviously, yeah. do all those and keep, yeah. keep our tickets to, to scratch. And just having a good yarn at the merchant every morning, you know, you know, the boys what's complaining about something, the you know, the, yeah, what's happening, yeah. <laughs> What's pissing you off this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. And one of the things I saw you reflect on, which has come up a lot in this podcast and in the trades in general, I know is a really big issue in, in New Zealand was around mental health. Um, is that ever part of your narrative? I know that, you know, I think the stat I saw you share, which we've, we've shared previously, is that um, the suicide rate amongst tradespeople is five times higher than, you know, deaths by kind of workplace accidents. Um, I think that was a number. I hope I'm quoting that correctly. It's the, it's the, le- it's the leading, um, they have the leading rates in New Zealand and in, in, yeah. in, in the industry, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, Logan teamed up with mates in construction yep. for for your boxing fight and that was pretty awesome and they're doing some incredible things in the trades yeah yeah yep. so they basically go around um and, and they've got a little sort of 45 minute workshop they'll they'll get everyone on site together and um and just sort of yeah give them the tools and it's basically just that five seconds of courage you know speaking to your mate next to them you know how are you mate like yep. how's what's going on yep. talk to me you know yeah um and so they're doing some really cool cool work within the construction industry but there's definitely a long way to go and do you think this will sort of bring in more apprentices in just generally improving the workforce over time? Say improving is the wrong phrase, but increasing the, the sort of level of the workforce and diversity of that workforce. Do you think that would improve things on that front? Yeah, I think so. I think mental health is always going to be there. It's just about how we deal with it, you know. Um, and it's changing that stigma around I'm too tough as a tradie to talk about my mental health issues. It's not you're not too tough. It's, hey, let's have a chat and let's talk about it. Otherwise, you're just going to build it up. Mental health's not going anywhere ever yeah. so we just need to talk about it and tradies just need to stop thinking that they're too tough and you know just chat about how they're feeling that's what that's what and I, think I guess way. especially on site too you know and as an apprentice you know back in the day you should probably get your get picked on a bit or you yeah, know get locked, locked in the, the portal portal. and you know and i guess the, their long lasting terms of that sort of thing has yeah. um had a lot to do with mental health um, but that's definitely changing now. Yeah. You know, you can't I hear a lot that's changed. Yeah. The, whole, the whole world's going so PC now, so it's you know you've got to be so much more careful on site with what you say and what you do, which is which is great for the for the building industry. I feel that a lot of trades companies I've spoken to recently that have sort of set their own business up recently say one of the things they often say is you know I want to treat my apprentices the way I wanted to get treated. Yeah, it totally. wasn't always 100%. the case. But, and many of them have great stories of where they work for someone who was yeah. fantastic. Oh, we've treated. all got the funny stories of being slightly bullied on site you know yeah, but the, yeah. you, it's just got to know know the know the point where the to stop you know the line and it's even yeah. things you know like getting out invi- invited out on the fishing day or you know like the <laughs> yeah, having be- apprentice yeah the times i didn't get invited oh, I know, out on the yeah. fishing day yeah, but that, that goes massive you know when you're an apprentice you know just feeling valued as an actual yeah, an employee yeah, you know like and you'll and you'll want to go that extra mile for yeah you know oh, for, oh, for so your you're boss. saying you weren't invited to the fishing day oh totally you got left on site too you know oh you finish your job mate yeah yeah so for you bosses all of you guys out there they're just you know maybe buy him a coffee every morning or every other morning and make him feel valued yeah. 
Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, he's not going to sneak off to the van and text his missus. Sneak, have a little scroll on Instagram. While um, he's lying under the house. <laughs> What's taking you so long? Oh, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> and what's, um, what, you, you're touring Australia, I believe, this year. Yeah. Um, have you done much there with Australia so far? Has that been a big focus? Is this the sort of first step? Yeah, this is our first step. We're going to dip our toes in Australia. So we're going to do our 20 to 25 schools here in New Zealand. Um, and then probably June, July, um, skip the ditch and try and spread some knowledge over in Queensland, which would be pretty cool. Great. Fantastic. And, and do you think there's differences? Or is it, I mean, I it's ch- very hear similar. The same it's things. very yeah. similar. Yeah. But I think tradies are a little bit not more valued in Australia, but I think there's that more tradie culture in Australia. Um, yeah, they're just a, they're just that like you know probably five ten years above from where we are. In yeah, New agree, totally agree. Um, yeah. But there's going to be there's still a massive you know like we're going to be looking to 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 go, get to Queensland um, and obviously with the 30, 2032 Olympics in Brisbane there's a massive push for for tradies over yeah. there especially apprentices. Too. Is that is that why you picked why did you pick Queensland out of interest? Because it's sunny and warm. Oh, and it, that is the reason? Well, that's it. That's definitely one of the main my reasons. Sister, my sister lives on, in Queensland. Uh, Logan's partner's dad lives in Queensland. So we were right. kind of just going to set up a little base there yeah. um, and then yeah. you know travel Queensland. And, and Australia is a lot like um, America with their states. It's like it's quite easy. You just do Queensland one time yeah. and then we'll do New South Wales the next, you know, and then Victoria. Um, yeah, so it's just easier that way. And I guess we'll look to, to get some, lo- obviously, local, um, you know, local traders on board as well to sort of help that message and, and train them up. And, you know, obviously they've all got their own unique stories too, which how, how tradies change their life, being a tradies changed their life too. So. And social media has been good for that. We've been able to c- connect with some fantastic um, and amazing tradies in Australia. That was going to be my next question. I, I've always felt I've, the more people I speak to, this feels really global, like certain names come up. Yeah. Um, we talked to people like Nick Bundy in the UK is a Sparky who's got big YouTube, Instagram following, there's others. Um, do you, have you seen much of that now? Do you engage Huge. a lot with people yeah, all over absolutely. the world? absolutely. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's the beauty of social media, you know, the click of a button, you're speaking to someone in Australia and the States and the UK, you know, and it's, yeah. um, especially worth, yeah, being a tradie in that as well, like, it's, um, you know, seeing how, yeah, like-minded, you, you link with like-minded people. Yeah. And, you know, you can have a yarn and, um, especially with what we're doing too, you know, we're just getting messages from different yeah people. So many tradies people. feel are really supportive of what we're doing too, which is really cool. You know, everyone's sort of getting behind us. Well, I, the, one of the best stories I heard was uh, an influencer in the UK who sort of uh, someone was struggling with mental health issues, and he said, "Look, here's my number, and just reach out." And you know, and that that guy reached out, and it's awesome. You know, that that type of stuff wouldn't have been, and it's probably easier in a way because it's on a platform where you're not necessarily you know in a workplace with someone you know really really well. You can be more open. Um, so I definitely have seen that. Yeah, sometimes it is easier to talk to a stranger, isn't it? You know, yeah, tell them how yeah. you're feeling. And do you see other organisations like yours in the rest of the world? Now you're connecting with people globally. Have you seen other there's sort of people trying to push like that? There's no, oh, there's nothing like the trade tour. Not that we've seen yet. This there's, is a yeah. I mean, there's likes of like the BCITO and yeah. um, Masterlink and ITCO and that that sort of obviously go into schools and uh, but they'll be at the the careers days. You know, where there's. 50 other sort of hall, um, you know, like little setups of career uh, options. Yeah. It's just present, a bit overwhelming. Our presentation's just very unique because there is no other Logan and Jesse, you know? Right. There's other people that have lived similar lifestyles and done all that, but we obviously have, we've put this whole package together, this awesome presentation uh, with photos and videos and the way what we've done with our lives has been, you know, quite unique, which is cool, so... I'd like to dig into that a bit because one of the things that I observed looking at your Instagram and your just general presence is you've been very smart about how you've approached that and, like you said, packaged it almost to some degree. How, what sort of got you into that? Was that 
happenstance or did you intentionally sort of you know you talked about your, your video going viral was that was yeah. that luck or did you intentionally look at that and pure say, luck yeah no 100 pure luck it was literally just me living my life um and having a good time in europe and just put package that into a little three minute gopro video um yeah. and then put it online and it just blew up you know within a week it had a million views and then i think it ended up at like five million views or something and then just kick-started into that bit of a social media presence where instagram yeah. was just becoming a thing and traveling was cool and you know, so I just kind of fell into it at the right time and the right place, and um, and then just started working with some companies like Air New Zealand and uh, Kentucky, and then just started rolling on to that. So, and especially in New Zealand, you know, it was easier to be seen, and um, you know, you're a bit of a bigger fish in a small pond here. So that's kind of what kickstarted it. And then obviously we're like, let's have, how can we use our voice for the better? And you know, we've got a bit of yeah. a social presence and online um, sort of presence. So let's let's use it for the better. Let's do some good and help others live, live a good life. Yeah, it's interesting because I most of the trades we do a sort of regular survey, and you know you can see that most people are finding trades company via via social, right? Yeah. Websites important. So it's a, it's a, the biggest a, marketing a, tool on the planet now. But it, you know most people are going to Facebook, you know, first. Handy if you have a website, I think, because it shows a level of professionalism. You yeah, can exhibit absolutely. your work and do all those things. But it seems it's a real tool in the sort of arsenal of trades companies to, to get really good at that, and it makes a makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like it or not, you you know you you're your own brand, so it's how you market yourself. It's yeah. and it's, and on social media, it's how you perceived, how you've been, you know. Yeah, and we got to be very careful. Obviously, both you know we don't share anything about getting not drink, drinking yeah, or you, yeah. If you, anyone you know, follows us, you'll notice there's never photos of us drunk online ever. You know we're we just purely because we're not like that as well. But then it's you know we know we've got kids following us. We know yeah. we have to be role models. Um, you know, I'm very picky with the brands that we work with and things like that. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Yeah, no, it's it's really smart. And um, do you see that with apprentices or the the kids that are coming through? They're just more attuned to that type of stuff. Do you think when you speak to them? Yeah, I guess like every you know, and it's 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 perceived online as like I guess it's an easy out. So for, for some people, I guess, I think there was a lot of studies that going around, I would want to be on his, like, YouTube or, you know, TikTok sort of thing. But, you know, you obviously have to pay your dues. Um, Rogan and I didn't leave school and go, we want to be influencers. Like, no, and, yeah, I hate, right. and I hate that word so much. It's like, but then when we think about it, what we're doing in schools is influencing, and that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, it's not something we wanted to do. It was just fell into it, you know, just through, you know, our passion for photography and videography and the creative sides of us as well, you know, and it just, just the, and the love for exploring and getting out yeah. and doing some epic stuff and just capturing those moments as well. So I guess that's what, you know, that can be aspired to as well. And a trade is that gateway to that life, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, like said, we've put in the hard work, you know, 10, 15 years on the tools, you know, grinding hard. And then, you know, even all the video stuff, I mean, that didn't just come easy. Brands didn't just start throwing money at us, you know, it was hard work and it's, you know, it's, starting to pay off which is cool i think where it's authentic i think the people that generally bemoan the influence of phrase is because it's a bit like the sort of old days of the five minute celebrity it's sort yeah. of someone's intentionally gone right i'm going to do something that's going to make me famous totally yeah. and they've intentionally gone after that in a sort of you know unauthentic way right and that's the that's the big difference so most of the influencers i speak to i use the phrase generically but influencers people that have a big following that are trades people. Yeah. Generally, it's like your story. Um, not necessarily 5 million views, but they posted something. They we, were just almost, doing the we almost ended up on the block, the television show. We all, This is quite a good story. So we, we, we got all the way to casting. Yep, cool. We want you guys on the show. Um, and it was sort of it was our second or third year into our trade tour. or maybe our second year on the trade tour. Um, and they sat us down. We had a board meeting with all, all the big wigs at TVNZ or wherever it was. And they said, okay, uh, Logan, you've got to drop um, X, Y, and Z sponsor. 
um, you know, because that's conflicting with our sponsors. Right, and right. Jesse, same with you. You can't have this sponsor, this sponsor, and this sponsor. And we were like, oh, whoa. And then in my head, I was like, okay, this is cool. We'll be on the show, and then we'll have way more sponsors at the end of it. And then Logs and I went off, and we had a cold beer, and we both went, you know what? Fuck that. We've got a job to do. They didn't want us to do our trade tour. They were like, yeah. you can't, because that conflicts, because, you know, Plumbing one World, of the, plumbing and world at the time, the we were, you know, ambassadors for Plumbing World, and Plumbing World was sponsoring the trade tour. And so we ended up just saying, you know what? Stuff them. We're going to do our trade tour. And we ended up having the best year of our lives you know traveled the world you know made some fantastic money and they made no money on the show and i couldn't even tell you a single contestant on the show and the block is a sort of um if you remind me i have actually watched an episode oh. but it's a it's a series where you come in you get given some a house and you have to do a yeah. certain amount of stuff like, in a certain no, amount of time i, I think the new zealand blocks you know not like the australian block that's just you know they make you know half a million dollars every year and it just goes off you know yeah. well, they, this, this year they had a well, they with the housing they boom some, they, they yeah, made they a lot of bank money, but, but yeah, our season, our season didn't. They, yeah. I think the winner, the, the highest person, made fifty grand, and we were yeah. just like, "Oh my god, that would have been twenty five each yeah. to have worked like a thousand hours." Yeah, I think they worked that. it out to the amount of hours that they yeah. got, and it was like seventeen cents an hour that they. Oh, was wow. yeah, it was, oh, it was pretty pretty tough to so watch. That was a pretty smart decision. So you've you've been quite protective of how you approach things. Yeah, and that was purely because of the tour. Really, that was the end. The end mm. result was like we want to do the tour. Uh, we want to be loyal to Plumbing World, and and we want to get that that done. And it was cool. We did. Did twenty schools that year? Well, I think we did twenty or thirty schools yeah. that year. It was a big one. Yeah. And what's your? Is it give an example of maybe one of your favourite stories of a sort of someone you've engaged at a school that's then gone on to become an apprentice and build a oh. great career? So uh, we went to my home school, Takapinda Grammar School. Um, got up on stage. A young kid reached out to um, to the gate or to, to the teacher Lucy, who is she's a friend of mine. So she put us in touch, and I got a e- really nice email from this young kid, Will, and he was sort of like, "Hey, mate, you know, thank you so much for your talk. Um, you know, didn't ever want it to be a, a tradie, or didn't even realise it was a, yeah. a job opportunity until now. Um, can I come and do some work experience with you? Because I said that I'm still on the tools, and I went, mate, what are you doing Monday? Let's go. So I took him on the tools one day a week. Um, and he just thrived. He was just the coolest, loveliest kid you'll ever meet. Um, that turned into sort of two or three days a week when he was on holidays. Um, and I had him for sort of six to eight months working with me on the tools. And when I was away, I'd put him with another friend of yeah. mine. Um, and just purely through social media and stuff, he had about six job opportunities. Six guys, plumbers wanted him. Oh, so wow. he got to pick, you know, and then he ended mm. up um, training with a local plumber, uh, Derek Travis, who just works um, in Devonport, he literally can jump his back fence and skip off to work with his boss. So yeah, he started he started his apprenticeship this year, um, and we'll be following. Yeah, he the actually journey. got one of the um, the scholarships. He yeah, got yeah, yeah, a, a prime minister's scholarship. That's right. Yes, oh, he wow. got a couple of yeah. grand for his scholarship for doing the uh, through Gateway, which was cool. So that was a bit of a goosebump story, like a yeah, pretty, yeah, especially okay. to go from our tour. To then me personally taking him yeah. on, which was quite cool. And like Logs would come on for a couple of days, and it was just fun. He was just a really, he's a really good kid. And he absolutely shined. He put his best foot forward, and you know, like, and that's what we're trying to tell these students as well. You know, just put your best foot forward, and then opportunities will come from that. And you give them advice about that because one of the things I sometimes see absolutely. is that uh, you know a lot of people, um, to your earlier point, have decided oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be academic, or I've been told I'm not going to be academic. Often, actually, unfortunately, by teachers or whoever else it might be. Um, but they don't put their best foot forward when they go to that interview process. When they think about this is a you know proper job, professional organisation wants to hire me, whether it's a you know sole trader or whether it's a bigger company. Do you give them advice around how to sort of package themselves and think about that interview process? Hundred percent. It's uh you know it's it's turn up to side on. To, we tell tell them that you know you if you're if you get if you're lucky enough to get that job, you want to be there five minutes early. You want to yeah. be turn up with a smile on your face. What can I do? And I guess it's like with that with the job interview as well. You know just. Um, making the effort to ring around, putting your best foot forward, and 
Um, you don't you don't have to be the most academic student. It's you know you can teach that. It's you can't yeah. teach attitude. So yeah, uh, that's a big one. That's definitely a big one and, that we and not having mum call up and ask if you can come to work. Yeah, that is my. I, I, you never get mum to call oh, up and ask for your I had job. A sh- I had a shocker story. Oh, all the time, yeah. all the time. I bet every tradie listening to this has probably had or had their mum or had a mum call them to say, yeah. "Can you take my son on?" Yeah. I had, uh, when I was actually on the tour, when I was just got my job, like first or second year on, on, as an apprentice, I remember being crocking. I was like, oh, I'm a bit nervous, a bit scared about the boss. And didn't, and I was a bit crocking. I want to go on the next day. I was like, oh, mum, do you reckon you could ring up? And he, I remember just being like, oh, no. And then he got the day off and I turned up and he goes, mate, never get your mum to call me again. Oh, so she did actually call. Cool. She called and just said, oh, look, Logan can't come in tomorrow. He's a bit crook or whatever. And I was like, oh, no. So yeah, that's one of the biggest pieces of advice yeah. is, eh? Leave your, oh, leave your mum out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just there. That was a big learning curve from there. Yeah, I've always thought anyone that calls up, you know, unless you really are at, you know, a store, you can yeah, probably manage a phone call. Oh, 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not feeling great. And it's that, these days are just as good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that <laughs> next step into you're going from school, you're in the real world. You oh, know, you're, you're learning real, you're learning real world sort of um, lessons. And, and, and that's where the apprenticeship is amazing because you're, you're learning – not only a skill for life as well, it, it's, it turns you into a better person, into a yeah. you know, better yeah, well, human I, as well. I struggled at school, ADD, dyslexia. Um, I was my The reason I got asked to leave was purely because I was distracting others. I wasn't actually right. a bad kid. I was just distracting others, you know. And the second I got onto that building site, I was a different person. I was just, you know, I physically work with my hands. I'd come home tired, you know. I just, my literally, the trades turned my life around. So I'm really blessed with that. Yeah, that's it's a, r- a really powerful story. And um, is that how you're measuring this? Is that how do you look at this in terms of when you go to schools? Are you are you looking at any sort of metrics at the end of it that says how many people get into apprenticeships? Or so we work. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we work off the likes of um, Etco, uh, Masterlink, um, and so they'll follow up. So we'll basically go and get the kids psyched, and then hand out the brochures, and then they'll have obviously have their sort of regional managers yeah. um, follow up, and um, and then just sort of push it through that process there's definitely so. a lot that would that slide under the radar too that might go oh cool you know i'll think about it for next year or just plants that Sparks seed that thought, you know yeah. they might they might want to finish school like will wanted to finish school to do rugby you know fantastic and then yeah. he, you know jumped into a job after that so it's you know we don't quite know the full it's statistics tough to, yeah, it's yet. tough to it's know the full metrics yeah. but i mean we can get a rough number from 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 yeah, the, the companies that we work with that yeah. follow up and but some of the schools if we reach out to them yeah and do you do you engage with the the hard tech sort of teacher community are they helpful do, how do you gateway. who's the person G- gate, well, gateway gateway's gateway the way yeah they're yeah. the ones yeah, yeah they really they love our having us come in and then we sometimes give them some local contacts as well for tradies yeah. that can well they're the already over the line they they believe in what we're doing already so yeah. it's, it's getting the the people above them to, the to take it on the and, principal you know. who's only ever studied you know or, or you know the deputy principal who's you know, still paying a tradie ninety five dollars an hour to come into their house just to fix a tap washer. It's convincing them that this is a good opportunity. You know, well, do you think they're measured on the wrong things? They probably look at some, uni- some, uni- some, university some, like entrance. Yeah. Some, yeah, some, pr- some principals are just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Others are sort of like, oh, I'm like, no, we're okay, thank you. And it's just backwards still. So there's still some. And do you think the parent, how do, how do the parents play a role, positive or negative, in all this? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, Will's mum didn't want him to do an apprenticeship at the start, um, and then just saw how much he loved it coming to work every day with a smile on his face coming home covered in mud still smiling and i think yeah. that's what pushed her over the line you know i i almost had to go down and have a talk to her she right. did not want him to do an apprenticeship and right. then after six months of him doing work experience with me she was just like oh my god this is this is perfect for my son you know? well it feels to me like an apprenticeship is a really good way to find out whether you want to become totally sorry, you and know, you can like always and you could like you go to university 
by default, right? You go and you pay your big for things and you walk away after a year and that wasn't for me. You can walk onto a building site for a year, earn while you learn, the and then green. go, okay, now nah, this isn't for me. Now I actually know what I want to do. And right. you're not backwards. You've learned a skill. You know, you're not you know, swimming in debt now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's the way to do it. Just do that. Do it that way if you're unsure. Jump on the tools yeah. for a year yeah. while you're deciding. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we cool. had a um, end of last year, we actually had St. Cuthbert's reach out to us, which is one of the most prestigious female schools here in Auckland. Um, and it was it was quite an awesome experience, actually. So there was 150 female um, girls, and we flew up Pauline, um, and she came and told her story. And it was, um, you know, we sort of walked into that school, and they knew we were obviously tradies, and kind of like the got a couple of noses scrunched oh, up at yeah, us. The and reception and sorry, if you're listening, gosh, you were rude. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, she oh, it was, was incredible. Horrible. She was so how, how did that? So how did that come? So with that in mind, how did that come about? Who was the instigator? Sort of that got in touch. So we'd been to Dilworth previously, um, and I think there there must have been a connection there. Right. I just sort of next door. The schools are both basically pretty close together. Um, and then they reached out to us and said, "Sort of be awesome to, to have you guys here." Just um, it was it was just so left field for and, them, I guess. And you remembering St. Cuthbert's, I mean, that's I mean, what does that cost? You know, sixty grand a year. You know, I mean, most yeah, so of those people outside, most of those girls, most of those girls' parents school, yeah. are extremely wealthy. So that you know, most of them are going to university debt free, regardless. So yeah. for us to actually have gone into that school and done that was like such a massive step for us. But it was awesome too. They were like they one of the most that. engaged um, schools that we'd been to. You know, the the questions and our, like we usually do like a little bit of a questions thing at the end, and the man that carried on for about 15, 20 minutes. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah. they were um, really engaged, and you know, even just that again, like we were saying, it sparked a thought. You know, they might have gone at lunchtime and said, "Man, I'm, you know, let's have a look at one of their Sparky." <laughs> one of we had Pauline come up, and she's um, she works with us as well, and so she's a Sparky. So she told her story. So we were hoping that they'd all jump on that and want to be tradies afterwards. I think that's what's helping actually on that on that shift as well with the number of women getting into trades is those kind of um, people like Pauline who are yeah. really sort of blazing a trail and showing people that you can make a great living and it's, you know, great And just enjoying it. She and does and it every day with a smile yeah. on her face, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, which is not, you can't say that about every job no. everyone's got. I think, oh, that's the big, I think that is the big shift. You touched on two things I think are the, certainly for the younger generation, one of the most inspirational things is lifestyle choices. It's not always yeah. just about money. I mean, money enables that, but the ability to do that on your terms, to be able to say, actually, I'm stopping work here I'm going to travel for a month and then come back and there'll be work, right? That's a, a lot, not a lot of careers you can really choose totally. to do that. So that's a, that's a really powerful story. Fantastic. And what's next? Apart from Australia, what's the, do you have a long-term ambition or is it? I'll just change, change the world. <laughs> one one, <laughs> one school, school at a time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, well, it's, we definitely um, have plans to keep doing this and expand and maybe see if we can get a couple more people like Pauline on to, to, yeah. to take some of the load. Um, but yeah, they just keep charging, keep, keep spreading the uh, the word and doing our part. Yeah, and it's just that, you know, like it, we're just a drop in the ocean at the moment. I think there's, what, like two, two and a half thousand schools around New Zealand. We've been to 70 of them over the last five years. So, and and there's every year there's another wave of students. There's another year, yeah. you know, there's always, yeah. n- there's new senior students every three years. So, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough beast. And I guess, you know, there's always going to be that, that shortage of traders until um, yeah. they start talking in schools that it's a good good career option and you have your own social media presence at some point do you see those things sort of divesting even more having more people come in to sort of take the trade collective as a, a thing that moves forward because at some point I guess it becomes quite hard to scale that yeah. is that potentially yeah. yeah we definitely have we've got big plans we want to expand this for sure you know get off for me it would be getting off the tools and doing this sort of 100% full time you know yeah, fantastic. just need a bit more funding from the government so yeah yeah, yeah well I don't know if they listen to this podcast but we'll yeah, work yeah. on that um <laughs> I guess there'll be some, hopefully, some apprentices or people that might be looking to get into the trades listening. 
any advice, sort of top advice you would give them thinking about getting into the trades? Front foot forward. Call up your local tradie. Pop down to your local building site. Um, again, don't get your mother to call up. Um, you know, you've got places like Etco and Masterlink to call up. Just if you want to get that trade, you will, you know, go hand in your CV at Plumbing World, um, go and chat to some plumbers. And I say this a lot as well. Go and work for free for a week. Just say, hey, look, can I come and sit in the van and help you out, you know, and get to know him, you know, work for free. Do two weeks for free. You know, you're still living at home with mum and dad. Some of you, if you can afford to go and work for free, do that. That's an awesome way to get your foot in the door. And are there any characteristics you tend to see in people? So you meet, meet these kids in school. Is there anything you see that you sort of say straight away, yeah, you'd be a great, you'd fit into this industry really, really well? It's that confidence um, and that attitude, you know, someone that shines and we get yeah, students to, you know, we walk away from several schools, don't we? Being like, man, that, that kid would be, that, a, good yeah, he'll be yeah. a good trader. So yeah. um, it's just, it's, you know, I guess it's just that 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 front foot forward that, you know, he, he'll walk up, shake your hand. Hey, mate, thanks for that. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just someone that's, you know, yeah, that really is, has that kind of, yeah, that you can, you just confidence. feel that attitude, that yeah. confidence, yeah. that attitude. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, because I think people often, often underestimate the power of that personal connection because you are going to people's houses, right? Yeah. And you're going to connect with them. And if you're going to either win the work, or then be there regularly. People buy into that. It's really, really important. Yep. It makes a huge, huge difference. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cool. If you weren't plumbers, and you're sort of some less than others, uh, but you still were a plumber, if you hadn't chosen to be plumbers, what would you have been? Which trade? Uh, I quite like being a builder, I reckon. Yeah, I would have been a sparky, just because dad, I, I always had dreams of taking over my dad's electrical business when I was a kid. So I would have been a sparky. Now his little brother's taking the reins. Oh, your little brother got him with him? He works yeah. with dad. Yeah, little dad, dad and my little brother. He'll be head of the family shortly. <laughs> we were doing a bathroom the other day and I was there putting all the plumbing. They were doing the lights and that, so it was a whole family affair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. But building, I, yeah, I, I get that one. I, I just, I I just I, like the craftsmanship. You look like a builder. Yeah. Right? I quite bought, you know, but... Bought, yeah, you know? I just like the craftsmanship of the finishing yeah. work and... and um, yeah, like, you yeah, know, you can you can really walk away from, from a building project as, like, a wow, you know. You and Logan's really yeah. tidy, too. Logan cleans up after himself on the building site. You've got to... There's the tradies that don't. Doesn't everyone? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a poll on our Instagram the, the other day, yeah, I think. Who every, cleans up? Who not doesn't? everyone yeah. does. Yeah, what was different. the percentage? I'm always oh, interested Builders in are sick of sparkies and plumbers not cleaning up yeah. after themselves, always. Yeah. I'm a little OCD, so whenever I get through I'm always like, well... It would have taken. It takes five minutes five at the minutes end of the job, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. you know you don't want to be leaving all your timber shavings and everything around. It just yeah, yeah it just it just leaves a sour taste in, in the client's <laughs> mouth. I'm with you. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not that extreme about it, but I often yeah. do sort of think well, that wouldn't that would have taken. Logan to get the vacuum cleaner out if he could. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Yeah, it's good. Great. I love a vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite type of plumbing work? Um, interested in that one so when you are back on the tools what do you i just like most? doing small small renovations little bathroom i just did a little bathroom yeah. in point chev um for a friend of mine and, and she you know went and chose all these beautiful white fittings and i'd never put yeah. those in before and she just did a really cool job but it was you know it was a big way to cut up the floor to run all the gully for the shower um but yeah took a photo of the finished product and i was like wow i love that yeah. finally finished i'd siliconed everything yeah, up really good. vanity was on dad had put the lights behind the mirrors and it was just like wow walked away going cool that's like a nice feeling yeah, look beautiful. Mm. Fantastic. Great. Okay. Um, one of the other things, when you finish up, I'm always intrigued about the sort of music people listen to when they're... Do you listen to the radio music? What's the... What would be your go-to tune you <laughs> finish the day on? <laughs> I, got a I got a playlist on Spotify called Love Songs to Midnight. And Logan and I have done... I mean, it's got like Ed Sheeran, like, it's like R.E.M. It's like, you know, like make, you, make you want to cry, Dale, yeah. And, like, 
Logan's one of the only mates that actually likes us playing us. And we just put, love, we call it Lovies. We put Lovies on and him and I just drive up and down the country on that with that playlist on the pick. <laughs> and you actually like it. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> missus hates it. My missus hates it. Everyone hates it. But we love it. Yeah, pull up a red light. I switched off as soon as you said Ed Sheeran. Pull up at red lights and everyone's like, hey. Yeah, we're <laughs> singing at the top of our lungs, you know. Love it, Al. Cool. Okay. Yeah, everyone loves a bit of it. Pet peeves on job sites. You kind of, I, I know yours. Um, what are my pet peeves? I don't know. If the apprentice is dragging his feet, you know, that's a big one. Just or just run to the van. I'm waiting <laughs> under the house, bro. Like, don't don't just slog off. Like, sprint. Yeah, that's my yeah. biggest one. If I'm stuck under a house with like this much room under my chest, <laughs> you run to the bloody van and back. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I'm turning up late. Yeah, I'm always late, but if I show up late, I'm bringing a coffee, so it's all good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, last couple of questions. One is, what do you think is the biggest myth about tradies that you you generally see or hear, especially as you're talking to people at schools? Right, there's a, a perception issue. Probably you've already re- reflected on a couple of those. Is there any others? Any myths that you come up against that people expect or have a preordained kind of opinion on? Um, tradies are grubby. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, I guess it's that, you know, traders bloody turn up and get a steak and cheese pie and a V every morning. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. That's a myth. Yeah. You know, we're getting bloody oat flat whites and sushi these days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, modern day trader. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, and that's definitely changing 100%. You know, back in the day it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of that on the commercial job sites and that still. But, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Last one, is anyone else you think we should speak to? Pauline yeah. would be a fantastic yeah. one to talk yeah. to next. Let's yeah. definitely get you guys in touch um, yeah, and have a fantastic. yarn with Pauline yeah. and spread some um, more lady tradie love. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're doing some wicked stuff on the socials. Yeah. Go follow Great. Yeah, go follow some lady traders. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Well, this has been brilliant. I mean, it's really, really great conversation. Like, so I think it's really inspirational what you're doing, and I think you've built a really great appreciate that. social hey, media. And thank you, as and well. thank you guys for coming on and, and helping us spread the word. Oh, uh, we just look. I mean, I've, we've seen this as a big problem, recurring theme that you know it's just holding back lots of business because there's more work than people can cope with in many instances, and hopefully that continues. Um, but there is this brain drain, right? There's just not enough people coming into it, and so it's a and it's a perception issue in, in many ways. So I think the way to change perception is to tell yeah. those powerful inspirational stories right that people mm. can see actually there's a different way of doing things so yeah 100 and it's companies like you guys that have been at the forefront to to lead that too so no it's grateful appreciate it no great thanks very much yeah, great folks. talking to you both speak yeah, to you soon so as always um hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, please do rate review uh, on your chosen platform we'll speak to you next time cheers and that brings us to the end of this episode behind the tools is brought to you by tradeify job management software for your trade business If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know by leaving a review and be sure to tell your mates about it. Email behindthetools at tradifyhq.com if you or someone you know would be keen to join the show as a guest.